RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. A few months ago, the college farewelled outgoing president, Dr John Batten, and welcomed the 49th college president, Adelaide paediatric surgeon, Dr Tony Sparnan. A council member of RAC since 2012, Dr Sparnan practices at Adelaide's Women's and Children's Hospital and Mount Barker District Soldiers Memorial Hospital, as well as the Stirling, St Andrews and Park Wind private hospitals. He's also a senior lecturer at the University of Adelaide's Women's and Children's Hospital. Dr Sparnan says it's been a busy time recently with a number of issues that need addressing, including surgeons' fees, informed consent and informed financial consent. Chris Ashmore asks about his time so far as President. Yes, I've been in this position almost three months and uh, becoming aware of the challenges. Uh, Personally, I'm a paediatric surgeon. In fact, I'm a paediatric burn surgeon from South Australia. So I'm from the smallest subspecialty of the smallest specialty of one of the smallest states. So I know a lot about the views of minority groups and the difficulty getting uh, your voice heard. I'm well experienced in that area. And what I've become aware of is that our college... uh, really is responsible for setting the surgical standards and the professional values, uh, which are so important for society and the public uh, in in, uh, working out their trust and their respect. And, of course, society is changing. Society is changing dramatically, and as a college we have to adapt, have to adapt our values and our standards if we are to keep pace. And there are a number of challenges for us, and and these challenges that the society is changing is diversity, is uh, workplace culture and, and the present issue of fees are all issues that uh, we've been faced with during my uh, short period as president and which we're trying to uh, grapple and adapt. Well, the college recently updated its position on a few issues. What's been updated and, and why? We have recently updated our position papers on surgeon fees, informed consent, informed financial consent, and also developed a new patient information brochure And the idea is to help clarify for surgeons, patients and other stakeholders in the healthcare sector the confusion which presently exists. And we're trying to emphasise the fact that the discussion regarding fees must be a transparent process where everybody understands all the costs involved. And in particular, there must be no exploitation of vulnerable patients who are in desperate situations. We want to make sure that patients are aware of alternatives, other forms of treatment, and not necessarily the requirement that it has to be in private hospitals. We have a very good public system in Australia, and this alternative must always be given. But most importantly, discussion regarding fees should occur early and upfront, so there, it doesn't become another hard decision that patients have to take. Why so much talk about surgeons' fees recently, though? What's been the issue? Well... I should say that the vast majority of surgeons, well over 90%, have been doing the things that we're advocating from the start and continue to do so. So we're talking about a small number of surgeons where we are having to change our view to protect patients. There is this confusion. There is confusion about our insurance and private fees because Medicare in itself is very confusing. The insurance companies are very confusing in what they cover and don't cover. For example, a mother having a newborn baby, 
assumes that the baby is covered by her insurance, and this is often not the case, and this causes great concern when you find that the baby has a, a problem. And then some insurance companies will say that was a pre-existing problem which existed before they were born, and so they are not covered because the fine print had not been explained. And there are others. There are assistants, there are anaesthetists, there's pathology fees, there are radiology fees, and, of course, the hospitals charge a large fee and sometimes extra fees for aftercare. So there's been a lot of confusion regarding fees. It's a little bit like buying a car. When you buy a car, you pay a price and you expect to get all the bits. You don't want to pay extra for the wheels and for the steering wheel. And So medicine has not been like buying a car. You buy the engine, but you have to buy all the other bits to go with it to make it work. So we're trying to explain this. Well, you listed a few different factors concerning the fees, but are there other factors that impact on fees? Well, the medical benefit scheme is misunderstood, complex, and has been going for 30 years. Now, many argue that it was flawed from the start. It was designed really for pathological processes and diseases, and many of the developmental problems, which paediatric surgeons like myself deal with, are just not covered. And there are no item numbers which cover these, and so it becomes a very complicated system of allocating numbers. In addition, there's been technical advances over this 30 years, which make some procedures more efficiently performed, and others, in fact, are now more difficult because of the patients. And there's been no relativity of any sort between a review of the relativity between these procedures over the time. And of course, the, as I think hopefully most people know, is that uh, due to government freezes, that the Medicare schedule fees have not increased with CPI for many years. There's been a freeze on them, and so they've obviously fallen behind. So there's very good reasons why there should be out-of-pocket fees just to keep up with what was designed 30 years ago. Now, the government has uh, introduced a medical benefit scheme task force, which involves our college and our specialty societies, to start now looking at this and to work out where the deficiencies are. And hopefully they'll also soon look at a relativity review to bring back some consistency between the different disciplines. Can anything be done about the issue of extremely high fees? And is there anything that the college can do? I must point out that it is not the college's job to mandate, recommend or prescribe fees. Uh, In fact, we are prevented from doing so by legislation. And it would be incorrect of uh, the college to start saying that a fee is excessive or highlight a particular surgeon whose fees may be thought to be excessive. We are not in a position to do so. However, we do have a position to inform patients of their rights. Patients should not be exploited. People in a vulnerable situation having to make hard decisions must be treated fairly and the alternatives fully discussed, including the options of going to the very good public system. And we are in a position to be able to direct complaints to the authorities who can investigate. But our main job is really to check on the professional behaviour of surgeons when they do relate to fees which have put stress on vulnerable patients and indeed who fail to describe alternative forms of treatment such as public hospital and indeed suggest treatment when other surgeons have suggested that is not required. We don't approve of surgeons uh, requiring patients to uh, crowdfund, to take out second mortgages, to access their superannuation, to get what is a required procedure and we believe that professional surgeons will seek other ways of doing so without taking advantage of the patients. We call this unprofessional behaviour and it's something that we take very seriously. 
Well, the Australian Federal Department of Health announced plans to develop a website with specialist fees. What's uh, RAC's position on this? RAC supports the uh, federal government's uh, proposed website, which will list surgeons' fees to give patients an idea of the out-of-pocket costs that they may be faced when they are thinking or having surgery suggested to them. This will not only tell them their fees, but will give them an education program which tells them why such fees are charged. But in addition, we are keen that it does more than this. We would like this website to also give information regarding the surgeons and their qualifications. Their membership of a, for example, of our college should be listed so that the public are aware that they are partaking in a college which has a strict code of conduct which checks their professional behaviour. Their membership of uh, specialist associations should also be listed because these organisations also have quite strict professional values. We would like their scope of practices listed so uh, the patients will know that this uh, surgeon has an expertise in specific areas where others may not. We would like the hospitals in which their peer review audit is undertaken listed so patients are aware that these surgeons are being peer reviewed and their results will be known to the hospitals in which they work. And we would like their activities as teachers and examiners also listed so the public are aware that these surgeons are more likely to be up to date. So with these conditions, we are supportive of the attempts by the federal government to clear the confusion which exists in patients uh, who are contemplating surgery. These are challenging times for society with dramatic changes occurring in our culture with diversity and there are new issues arising all the time. A college such as ours, which is over 90 years old, has enduring values which have persisted and have allowed it to be one of the most trusted and respected organisations in our country. However, we must remain nimble and adapt to changes in culture so that we can continue this respect with which we are held. Dr Tony Sparnan, RAC's President. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.